<laughs> uh, welcome to our podcast. This is Tea Time with the Psychos. Our vision for this podcast is to highlight mental health issues and topics while fucking shit up and enjoying tea. I am Caitlin Keneally, a psychotherapist and licensed professional counselor by the state of Wisconsin. And I'm Elizabeth Nelson, just a psycho in training and a mental health advocate. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining, joining us. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. We have made it to episode five. Ooh, all right. Well, four was my lucky number. Uh, I don't know. What is your lucky number? Um, I don't think I have one. I'm not a superstitious <laughs> person because I would get fucking caught up in it all the time. Superstitious. But if I did have a number, it actually would be five. Five was like my middle school basketball Ooh. number. Um, and then when I got into high school, somebody else already above me had that number. So, you know, I just think it was like... You can't settle on it. <laughs> All right. So, there's so that. now we've learned that Liz does not have a, a favorite number or a nope. lucky number because that would create uh, chaos and yeah, stress yeah. in my life. Yeah. All right. Well, today's topic, which again, this is going to branch off into many more, right? We kind of want to just lay an overview about self esteem, self confidence, <laughs> and what that entails. So, is that. Sure. About weight? Is that about body image? Is that about, you know, something? Positive self-talk, negative self-talk, you know, where you learned it from. And so, uh, again, this will be, we could have, like, now part 76 on the topic of self-esteem, but we want to get it started um, because it's really, really important how you feel about yourself, how you see yourself. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so... While we're doing this, we're going to be more authentic than we probably ever have. <laughs> um, and actually, we're drinking ginger turmeric tea. And so we picked this um, because it um, releases endorphins and allows for you to mm-hmm. hopefully feel happy um, and have a little more joy. So we figured that was pretty relevant to mm-hmm. the topic. Absolutely. And I don't know if it's cheating if you put honey in your tea, but I didn't today because I obviously I don't have any right here. But when I am at home, oh, you do, do the honey and I the do. ginger turmeric. Yes, really, it is seriously hmm. phenomenal. So Kate and I would also many things have brought us together in life, but also tea was one of them. And so Caitlin loves to do things and I love to sit at home. So our uh, middle ground was me coming over to her apartment and drinking yeah. tea. Mm-hmm. And so that was helpful. But on so, the deck eating salads too. Yeah. In we our do. in our robes. Which yes. ironically we have matching robes just different colors colors. so my robe is like black and white Mm -hmm. and liz has the exact same version in red and black red and black which we did not know no until we decided to eat (laughs) salads on the porch so yeah so that's what's brought us together so we do enjoy tea that's kind of where part of our title came from not that you guys i don't want you to think that we just made it up (laughs) Um, but yes, authentically drinking tea um, mm-hmm. while you're listening to Tea Time with the Psychos. Yes. Um, and I'm going to say this because I don't know, it was on my mind. So <laughs> in class last week, we are doing group and we're doing our group is based on vulnerability. And so then sure. somebody brought up shame. And so we were trying mm. to process through that. And so um, honestly, the only thing, like shame was so hard for me to identify because I think that this has been a topic that, like, I've had, group like, friend groups surrounding myself by of, like, okay. what I'm shameful for. Can I articulate what I'm shameful of when I was, like, 23? <laughs> yes. 
Um, but lately I haven't been super shameful. And I think the last thing that I had to like not have shame about was me and my body image. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've done a lot of like personal work right. on accepting like who I am and things that I can't change because it's physically fucking impossible. <laughs> sure. But so, um, that's just like, it's a good topic because mm -hmm. not everyone is there and I have a ton of work to do. I'm not saying that I don't, but I'm just so much more happy of where I am, right. like self-confidence wise. And I think that that can happen too as we get older too. I think we become a little bit more comfortable in our skin yeah. right, and who we are as long as we've done the work. So yeah. the biggest thing with self-esteem is that it is, it's not just a, a one and done type deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is literally every single day of investing in yourself and I do this work and I, I mean, I, I'll just be honest. I mean, I love me some me. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. I, I really do. Yes. But the honest to God truth with that is I remember like the moment that I had this epiphany when I was, I don't know, I want to say elementary school-ish. Really? Yes, I'm scouts, girls, scouts, honor, because oh, I did all of that too. <laughs> like I literally remember being like, Caitlin, you might as well like yourself because you're gonna spend the most time with yourself. Well, like, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Fucking right. Now, that being said, and really, I mean, I do love me some me. Like, yeah. I wanna lay that out there. But I do invest in the process, and I really fully believe that I am my best investment, right? That does not mean that I don't have bad days, sometimes bad couple days, right? Yeah. I typically don't have bad weeks, right? But I will admit, you know, I'm having moments, and I think as I'm getting older and more confident in my abilities, my capabilities, right, finding my arena um, that I'm in, uh, part of my self-esteem, I mean, that builds to my self-esteem and it's less of me focused on the physical aspect of it. Yeah. Like, I want to be healthy. Um, and oh, side note, my I've been recently at the doctor and I read through the description um, and they defined in those descriptions, they put uh, well-developed and well-nourished. So, <laughs> and I was like, heck yes. And so this is yes. now in my frame of mind all the time. Like, you know what, Caitlin? You are freaking well developed and well nourished. Like yeah. that's a compliment, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, oftentimes and when I'm dealing with clients or friends or even myself, right? Trying to live up to this beauty standard that really doesn't exist. No. <laughs> and like it's, it's fake. Yeah, it's so unreal. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Right. And I wish in elementary school that that's what I would have thought. I feel like my epiphany was probably sure. about three years ago where right. I was just like this is fucking who you are and you're yeah. really good at these things and your body can do what wonderful things. And so now when like I'm going for runs, shit hurts, right? Yeah. And I'm not running to lose weight. I'm not running to look a certain way. I told myself I was going to run because my body is capable of running and sure. how like amazing is that? Mm -hmm. um, so that's like, I, but I didn't have that when I was in elementary school. I, had that I guess right. I was a little wise beyond yeah, my years. You were, um, yeah. But I, I I've always been confident, I will say that. But that does not mean that I'm in every single arena like that I go into. Right. And it's not 24-7, but I totally admit that I absolutely invest in myself because I don't think that there's a better investment to do. Right. No. Um, so I think people can, you know, this is a commitment to yourself and what other thing could be great. And you can do it every day, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, so oftentimes when I'm working with people or even people I know, they, they focus on the weight, right? Yeah. Well, because that's something technically they can control. Yeah. 
yeah. right? So when they're in a state of not being able to control other areas, they're like, what can I control? Well, I can control my weight. And then culturally, we're taught that, you know, be skinny, right? In American mm-hmm. culture, I should say. It's yes. not even worldwide. No. Like, the beauty standards are, change everywhere you go. Yes. But just... Uh, that exists and so people will try to control that and then there's a whole nother level of like emotional eating or all of the yes (laughs) purging binging this and that when imagine if we were really taught how to invest in ourselves and how to feel good um and then we felt that way yeah when people can get there and especially when i work with them on these topics um it's a beautiful thing and it's just so less stressful Right, well, just how invigorating, like, and you can worry about different things to, Mm -hmm. like, progress and get better at. You're not, like, stuck in, like, um, obsessed with this one thing Mm -hmm. because you think so many other people are seeing this about you or you're seeing that this is how you should be. Right. Um, Well, and I just think about, um, well, Jason and I uh, got married in February, and one of the things, like, people were asking me, like, oh, are you trying to lose weight? Uh, no. I mean, I was literally eating cheese balls and fruit mm-hmm. the morning of. Yeah. Now, I will tell you that did I try to eat healthier? Absolutely. Like, I yeah. was eating healthier. Yeah. But, I mean, you came with me for my dress try-on yeah. and all of those things. And they were literally like, don't lose any weight because we fit it. I mean, it was a very yeah. beautiful dress. Beat it. Amazing. Had to be- <laughs> yeah. Do all of these things. And I don't know. I just, uh, you know, asking me that. And I was just like, no, absolutely not. I'm not focusing on that because it's like love it or leave it number one yeah and like um we've been together for over a decade right like you pretty yeah. much know what my body looks like I mean we've been together when I was smaller bigger like it's back and forth but just like this cultural idea too that like you have to be skinny for your wedding I know and so no then that thanks. like gets me thinking like psychologically like if you mentally could get yourself skinny for that one special day why is that every day special and you just wanting to respect and nourish your body Mm -hmm. like and whatever that means right um I don't I've been listening to a few different individuals on different podcasts or different things and talk about like body image and how this like push to have positive body image and Mm -hmm. all of these things and like it hasn't always been that way and do do we feel that it's helping or do we feel that it's hurting um because i had another individual who i was listening to pretty much like articulated as like listen this is going to change in 10 years Mm -hmm. and then we're going to have it all again right because it's so cyclical like all these cycles of what's important or what's not or what's appropriate or how are you successful or this and so she Um, as herself describes herself as just a thicker athletic person and she said so I've been going through all of these phases right Mm -hmm. like I'm not good enough now I'm good enough and now you want to talk to me Mm. but now I don't want to talk to you because I've been this person for so many years and so is the movement amazing great yes but also are we going to be able to maintain it and is it always going to maintain I think I think we need to be having the conversation I think the body positivity movement needs to be there right to show what real people actually look like and I don't think just like with any movement not every single person is going to connect to it but I will tell you on a professional level right I recommend that for some clients depending on where they're at like hey have you checked out this movement have you checked out any literature on it Uh, can you connect to it and so I think it's just a way to break the stigma of you're either thin or you're not you know what I mean like there's it's a spectrum and our weight should be a spectrum and all of these different things so yes and no I would kind of say to that I think for the right person and for the right um movement that it's important yeah you know to have the dialogue 
I know, and I just wish I could be like my own fashion designer and make my own fucking clothes because then it really wouldn't matter. I feel like no one would feel any type of way if the clothes fit their specific body. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, no, this wouldn't sit this way. And yes, this would look how I want it to look with this. Mm -hmm. Like, I always feel like it's these clothes. Well, imagine the number. So I will admit, um, especially during the pandemic, right? I don't think I have been eating as healthy. I'm not where I know I can be. Yeah. But, um, so I'm like, ooh, my pants are fitting tighter. And then I was like, oh, man, so I'm not this size anymore. And, I, and then, you know, it's really for me to take a step back and, like, why do I have to be defined by my pants size? Right. Right? Yeah. Why does it matter if I'm a small, medium, large, extra large? I mean, it just sort of, like, yeah. it, so those numbers and that weighs mm-hmm. really heavy. And I will definitely say, at least during this time, I've been more hard on myself that I'm like, ooh, these just feel a little bit more snug than mm-hmm. they used to. But I also think to myself, like, Caitlin, maybe you're not the same size you were. You've been wearing these work pants for two years. Yeah. And, like, does it mean that you're overweight? No. Maybe it's just, I don't know. So, you know, that happens, and then that's for me to kind of resolve. But getting stuck on that size, and I need to be this size, I have a lot of people who have that issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. I And I always think back to, like, fuck, I was an athletic high schooler. I thought I was fat. Like, the thought of how much I weighed then to what I weigh now and, like, amount of, yeah. like, sure, my tits have grown so I articulate a little bit of that for that. But, like, I feel so bad for that girl mm. who was mm-hmm. so ashamed of yep. who she was. And I worked hard mm-hmm. and I did things that, like, other people weren't capable of because that's where my body was at. But because of a number on a scale, I thought I wasn't mm-hmm. good enough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even for me, too, sometimes I take a break from not weighing myself. Yeah. Right? And then it's just really a reversal of, does it really matter? Right. You know, but people get stuck. Like, I need to be this. I'm not seeing this. And it, it's real and it's out there and it's sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that being said, um, with it, why don't you, like, not everybody realizes that we learned our self-esteem from somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) So um, who taught you, if you're comfortable, who taught you about self-esteem? So I um, have had two different things in my life. One was Brooke Anderson. (laughs) I always give her all the credit because she was just this girl who I looked up to in high school. And, like, she always was positive. She always was trying. Like, I felt like she had confidence and self-esteem. Have I ever talked to her about Mm -hmm. it? No. Right. And then I didn't realize that self-esteem was taught to you until I had a friend, an ex-coworker, and we were talking. And she was like, well, this girl asked me, like, why are you always confident? Why do you have such good self-esteem? And she's like, my mom. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, it is a taught thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, and I think people forget that because you can't just have it if it was never in your environment. Yeah, if you never saw it. Yeah. I'm not necessarily sure there's a genetic component. That would be cool if there was. Well, maybe we've got our new (laughs) research. We're getting a new office, ladies. (laughs) But yeah, absolutely. We learned about it. So you're exactly right. We, it wasn't like, I'm teaching you about self-esteem today, Elizabeth. But it was, we saw our environments and different things that happened. Um, And I will say this, I give my mom, Kimmy, some credit here, is my mom never talked about weight. And it was never like 
you were never shamed for it, right? And yeah. trust me, I was a little thicker at times yeah. growing up here. I've seen pictures. Yeah. And, and I remember, like, my mom just always empowering me that I was beautiful, it, that it didn't matter my weight. It mattered who I was, right? Yeah. Do you still have integrity, right? Are you mm-hmm. being honest, Caitlin? Are you being a good person? Are you being a good human, really? Yeah. And, like, that is the stuff that always stuck. And so I'll definitely give her credit on that. It was never about your weight yeah so I think that that's important too uh, because it's getting as a clinician right I work with ages four and up and what I have to say is this topic is getting brought up sooner and sooner as for um the clients that I work with so typically it used to be like oh issues within middle school which middle school has always been hard but now I mean you literally have very young people uh talking about what their weight is right and uh, it just goes back to I've had a lot of conversations about just how like fake all of the stuff that children are immersed in like technology wise so whether that's facebook or instagram and different filters and different things that you can do um and uh i can't i think it was probably another podcast and matt was talking to me about he was like yeah some guy was down i think it was in miami and the guy was like man cool car he's like yeah i'm just renting it to take pictures for my tinder page so like that doesn't even go to like wait but that just goes to like this image that we think we have to create in Mm -hmm. order to have this self-esteem to think that someone's gonna want to swipe right on us right Right. like are you kidding me Mm -hmm. i don't know so i think that that's been a lot of it which i thankful for the posi- body positive movement because I think that sometimes on this social media platforms yeah. that's where people are like real versus Instagram real versus filtered mm-hmm. but we still have it yeah right and it's still used mm-hmm. and it's still edited um I feel like I always show this and like um when I was for Girl Scouts doing some outreach stuff we did yeah. girls groups and we took where the Photoshop had a pizza slice Mm -hmm. and you make it into a model. It's just a YouTube clip that you can go to. But just the fact that the pizza slice can get turned into this woman Mm -hmm. who is super skinny, like, that's crazy. Right. And we might believe in that advertisement that this is what we should look like or this is what you have to look like in order to sell that. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure that I don't have any against girls now because I feel like it's very hard for them oh yeah well it's always been tough, tough I would yes, say. but their but... access to social media outlets and platforms and different things we didn't have that no. right I remember like a, what was it a AOL team? and well, that was even later but I'm just thinking like a magazine what was it like oh, yeah. teen bop Oh, God, no. 17. Oh. 17 magazine was one that I lo- looked at at the library. So at think about the evolution of yes. like we had access to a magazine potentially. I and know. they just have everything at their fingertips, which if you haven't, like your brains don't even fully develop until you're like 26, 27, yes. right? And so just imagine this plethora of information and these unhealthy images coming at you and this beauty ideal that you're supposed to live up to that you can't. Yeah, and I am always thankful that I have knowledge and I think knowledge is power in almost all situations right but like when I'm scrolling through Pinterest because I love it I had to take a break from it because all of my Pinterest closet things were girls who were not my size and I was Mm -hmm. never going to fit in and it was making me feel Mm -hmm. like I had to like lose weight or change a routine and yes I could eat less food I know that like I love food so (laughs) like I know that I'm not gonna starve myself or anything like that but like it was making me feel where I had to take a break from Pinterest because Mm -hmm. right it keeps track of that but I also 
also am very thankful that when the Pinterest thing says lose 10 pounds in two weeks, like Mm -hmm. I know how unrealistic that is. Like, but some people don't know that. Right. And that is the, the also the hard part mm-hmm. because then you're defining your success based on whether or not you can follow this. And this isn't like reality. Mm-hmm. Like no one should be able to follow this. Right. And I so agree. like, oh, it, that just, it always gets me very mm-hmm. sad. Well, and part of that is right. Your brain is fully developed. And so you're able to make these choices, put in that boundary, yeah. have some of that with also realizing it where younger people don't have any of that necessarily. Yeah, that's true. Not yes. yet anyway, because it takes time to develop yeah. that self and develop who you are mm-hmm. um, as a person. Yeah. Um, all right. So any uh, self-esteem, I'm trying to think anybody else. And so when I work with clients too, um, I do a, an activity where I have them find a picture of themselves, right? And it can't be about weight, right? Okay. It is not about weight. It is about when you look at that picture, you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> like when I see that picture, right? Um, this picture brings me back to a time, right? Visualization is huge. It's not just using visualization uh, in sports or in, uh, you know, uh, your dream job. This is about yourself, right? Yeah. How do you, when you look at this picture, it brings you a sense of joy, mm-hmm. right? And so this activity can be really powerful. And um, I do it myself. I have it, uh, the picture, and um, they, have the picture and then we use that as a way to kind of get them out of this funk that they're yeah. in so that's something tangible that people can use Ooh, that's a good one I it like is it. and it can't be about wait it no. is about the emotions and the joy that comes from that picture yeah so it's really good. a neat activity that we do so another thing that happens right with a lot of things happen is negative self-talk Yes, yes, yes. And even though we sit here and I say, oh, about, like, I'm not shameful or vulnerable about lots of things anymore, I still have negative Mm self-talk. And, like, I think that I do catch myself at times, but I don't. Sure. But I know that this is what a lot of my friends articulate, too. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't good enough, or I need to change this, or I wish I had this. Mm -hmm. And um, somebody was talking about journals. I think Matt and I were talking about the other day, and, like, journaling. Mm -hmm. and how most people journal right about negative things and what happens if you switched it where Mm -hmm. all these the only thing you journaled were ever like positives right or like positive about yourself positive about your day Mm -hmm. like not things that didn't go well or you wish you could change right well and I think people do that with like gratitude journals you have to be conscious of it right so with the negative self-talk I think you guys are on track with that conversation but what I have clients do too is I want you to write them all down right Write it because remember when we put things on paper, yeah. when we see things on paper, it becomes real. And uh, it's a really powerful activity and things that people can do. Right? I say do it just for one day. Any negative comment that comes to your mind, put it down. Yeah. Right? And typically they're going to be the same negative comments yes. over and over again. Yeah. Um, but what you'll see and what the client will start to notice is this pattern. And what are those patterns? And then we can look at what are our top negative self talks here. Right? Yeah. What are the three? Um, so my worst negative cognition right is that I am not good enough right okay so that is the one thing that'll just stew right I've done this work myself and that's the one okay. so really then after we've done that right then we find what we call flipping the script and we flip the script on it okay what is gonna be a powerful statement to me that when that thought creeps into my head that I can flip the script And then so for me, right, and this is different for everybody, so this is where I work with clients on what's going to work for you. Because what's going to work for me won't work for you or the next person, right? Yeah. So what word and so what phrase? And so mine is I am enough. 
right? Yeah. And I will repeat this three times in my head, right? Three is powerful. We'll get into affirmations and mantras and all of that. But, like, that is what you can do. So yeah. um, that is another tangible thing that you could start practicing and that you yeah, can see in one. front of your face because negative self-talk is huge. And I think until you write it down, you don't necessarily realize, like, uh, the way you start your day. Oh, yeah. gosh, or my collarbone doesn't look nice. I don't know. I'm making yeah. this up. Um, <laughs> oh, my, you know, but even that negative self-talk yeah. for myself, my pants aren't fitting like how they used to, right? Yeah. Well, Caitlin, maybe the, your work pants are a little old, right? No, I don't yeah. know. But, like, it just starts to unravel, so you have to catch it. And, obviously, I teach people how to do that. But personal question, what do you think your biggest I know, after you said is? that, yeah. and so I know exactly, is that I'm not pretty enough and I, like, that's a seated deep-rooted okay. reason of why mm-hmm. um, but I've never written these down and I've never done this work so maybe yeah. that's what I will do mm-hmm. and I will see if that's the one, but that's the one that I think would be for what you. came up, yeah. yeah Absolutely, and for you to think to, yeah, I think that that would be a good place to start. Yeah. Another thing I do myself, and I have clients do this as well as we start to do this work, because self-esteem is something that I work with everybody on, and it's not just one session. I mean, it is over and over. Again, yeah. It's an investment in yourself. Another thing I have people do is write on their mirrors in their house, right? Yeah. Um, and it starts with I am, right? Mm-hmm. And then you put three things down, and every single time you walk past that mirror, you say it three times in your head. Okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason that we do three, but I'm not going to drop that on you. Yeah. Right? So that's not <laughs> our best mic drop. That's her other lucky number. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. There's a there's, there's like uh, there's um evidence based research right why you do yeah. things three times. But anyway, um so that being said, it, it, that's one way to do it. I have the I am app on my phone too. Okay. I set it up to send me reminders three times a day. Oh, that's right? brilliant. And yeah. then it literally sends me one. I mean, I don't know if I. Yeah, we got one in this episode. (laughs) Um, But, right, it'll send you, like, I am worthy, or I am good, or I am happy. And then you say it three times in your head, and you just keep moving as a way to kind of shift gears. I don't know why this activity comes to my mind, but you can tell me if I don't know why I did it, but I think I was doing it. But so I have this jar that says, I am, or I am proud of. Mm -hmm. And so every night I would write something in there that I was proud of that day, whether it was I fucking took a shower, right? Um, And then at the end of the month, I would read them Mm. um, to just remind myself, like, here are these things that, like, you did. Like, and don't forget them, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think that we do on a daily basis. Right. Um, Well, because it's easier to remember all of the bad things, right, going on, right, right? and creating this world of, or living in this world of negativity without realizing along the way that good things are happening. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a powerful activity. Yeah. Absolutely. So, have I done it in a while? No. Right. (laughs) I'm not at my 90 days where I've gotten there. <laughs> or my 21-day habit. Uh, you're a work in progress, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's my stage you of change. You are investing in yes. yourself, right? Yeah. There's nothing better. And when clients come into my office, I try to tell them, look at therapy. First of all, this is not a punishment, right? Mm-hmm. I know I'm biased, but everybody should do this anyway. That out the window. This is a minimum of a three-month investment in yourself. Yeah. Literally. Uh, there's And then once people are like, oh, ooh, I like this. I yeah. like it, you know. And But you have to remember that therapy is not a punishment and investing in yourself and your self-esteem, a minimum of that, I, I don't know. Yeah, why wouldn't you, right? <laughs> we invest in, like... We invest in uh, lottery tickets <laughs> every time we buy gas, but we can't do this. <laughs> Uh, uh, sure, absolutely. Yes. 
So affirmations, yes. We mm-hmm. talked a little bit about that. I did have one app, though, that gave me affirmations mm-hmm. um, so that I could repeat them. That, yeah. But that right didn't last either. Uh, well, but, one thing you have to understand about Liz is that she's always willing to try something. Yes. Right? Whether the longevity of that happens. Yes, the consistency or follow through. <laughs> Who knows? It may or may not stick. Yeah. So affirmations really can help play into that positive self-talk, right? And it starts with I am. So even on my computer on the other side, it says I am enough. Yes, I right? was reading that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I try to teach people is outsmart yourself. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, Literally. Yeah. Put things in your <laughs> face that you got to be like, oh, yeah. Right? Yep. So if I'm feeling low, I could shut my computer screen and be like, all right, oh, there it is. Right? I outsmarted myself. Yes. Do these things. Plant yeah. those seeds. The mirror stuff is really, you do it once and then every time you walk past or fine, every other time you walk yes. past. I don't really care. Yeah. But, like, affirmations are powerful. And mm-hmm. affirmations are flipping the script in a positive way. And used properly can be effective. Okay? Yes. Is it going to work? So, again, I think people get caught up on, well, it didn't work. I tried that once. Okay. Well, you got to try it a little bit more. Yeah. Because part of it is knowing up here and then part of it is feeling, right? So you have to feel it. And that's where working with somebody on finding what the right one is, Mm -hmm. right? Because maybe I am enough would not be yours. Yeah. Right? So you can say it, but do you feel it on the inside? And what other issues do we need to address on the inside that maybe the affirmations aren't hitting with that? Yeah. there's a distinction yeah <laughs> there it's not gonna work every single time um yeah otherwise i'd be out of a job maybe yeah right? it, if one it and done yeah no there's enough issues out there <laughs> um Sure. Another thing that I work with people on um, is confidence, right? This all correlates, but you could separate them out. But asking them of, like, who do they know that is confident, Mm -hmm. right? Do they have a role model, a mentor, a tutor, somebody that they would look up to? And, you know, it can be a celebrity, too, that they think exuberates this confidence. So um, this is another sort of visualization that they could do or they can have that picture with them and then really kind of diving into what is it about this person that you think is confident number one right yeah and then how can you start investing that in yourself right yeah and start doing some of those activities now if you think Beyonce is confident yeah okay I am not saying go and dress up and try to become her right but really dive into what do you like about her yeah right what are those things and then how can you work to invest that those pieces into yourself yes so that's no, that's thing. a good one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever thought of it like that. Because I think I've had, but maybe I've done it without like knowing. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's probably what's more important about that mm-hmm. is like knowing, yeah, I do have a mentor. Or do have someone? Mm-hmm. And knowing that you have tried to like incorporate that into your life. You just didn't know that that's what you were doing or why you were doing that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Good. Um, working with clients on kind of rating what their self-esteem is. Uh, It's funny, in the beginning, right, people often rate themselves very high for self-esteem. Yes, because we all, no one doesn't not want to have self-esteem. Or we have this fucking, like, skewed definition of what self-esteem is. Yeah, I get up every day and I brush my teeth. Like, well, that's not enough here, ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, So they'll start out with... uh, you know, um, on a scale of zero to ten, right? It's like a six. 
Okay, all right, sounds good. Where would you like it to be, right? Mm-hmm. People will typically say nine-ish. Some people will say ten or yeah. Things, but <laughs> They're as we willing say, to be yeah, honest. Right. <laughs> and then after a while, we'll go back in, right? And then they'll probably give me their real scale of where their self-esteem is at. And then we just kind of start to build and to work through that. Where do you want to see it? But do you think that sometimes they are unsure of what their <clears throat> self-esteem is actually? Because we've put so much emphasis that if you're not confident about your body then you don't have self-esteem so if somebody is confident about their body Mm -hmm. and that's not what they're not sure confident about like are they confused on like is that low self-esteem you know have you seen it is sort of like a broad term i get what you're saying and everybody identifies it just a little bit differently yeah yeah Yeah. okay yeah i just was thinking like has that made it hard for people Mm -hmm. it could but i also think when people first meet you they're like we're not gonna fucking throw all this shit at her be honest right (laughs) they're like we'll let it come out solely if she's good enough to make it come out (laughs) no i'm just kidding but um so yeah i think that that's part of it too um during this pandemic i mean i'm definitely having a lot more people um who are discussing like emotional eating and a lot more like eating disorders i guess are coming out with that which i then think also as far as body weight body image plays into like this diet culture yes yes and ah we won't lizzie also has wild and crazy ideas sometimes they're not crazy um but i was like god just think if we had to walk to this lake in town how many miles a day that would be just to get our water like if we had to forge for our food like would we really be having these conversations Uh, like you know Mm -hmm. because we would have to we'd be so focused on like this is what we need to do to survive you know and so then i think about why do we have to call everything a diet like have we used that word so much that it has infiltrated our lives in this negative way Mm mm-hmm because why isn't it just something that nourishes us? So how are you nourishing yourself, right? And like, like why does it have to be something that's this like negative, oh, you're using this fad diet or this diet doesn't work or if you don't do this. And understanding that there is research and people like eat differently. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about on our walk today, like just food sensitivities, like, well, that person's gonna have a spe- specific diet. Mm-hmm. So like, how are you gonna say that that's not logical for them to do? But you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. people are gonna eat different stuff, yep. but. Yeah, and yeah. diet culture, again, or at least in our culture, is really honing in on being skinny. Yes, right? or, losing that 10 pounds in mm-hmm. that two weeks, which is unrealistic, mm-hmm. or dropping wet weight fast or this but you know what I have realized is that if you want to have the type of body that you think you want Mm -hmm. right it comes down to your nutrition and then it comes down to you know stress and how you handle all of those things um I would never work out right probably if that's (laughs) what it was but I'm on my workout kick because I want to um validate my body and what it's capable of Mm -hmm. but Right. And just changing that to, like, I want to be healthy, right? Yeah, but then it's, like, who can you define healthy? You know, Mm -hmm. like, I think we all, but then, like, giving each other the grace to, like, have my own image of healthy. Like, that's what I think we put on here, like, defining success. Like, we always want people to, like, oh, are you successful in your lifestyle habits? Mm -hmm. Are you successful in your confidence? Are you successful? Like, well, that looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. So, like, my success is going to be different from yours. Right. And so, like, my healthy is going to be different than your healthy and, like, being okay with that. Yep. Well, and I think another piece, another layer to this is 
part of comparing, mm-hmm. right? So even if you are, let's say, on your kick of, you know, feeling healthy, you're feeling good, you're looking in the mirror, you got a lot of positive self-talk, you know, and then all of a sudden you see somebody else and mm-hmm. then you start comparing yourself. Yes. And that can really rock you, mm-hmm. right? And Yeah, and that brings me to, like, we also get on people who feel good about themselves mm-hmm. or who are happy with their progress <laughs> or who are naturally, like, born to have a th- – thinner oh, like yeah. body composition <laughs> like fucking let them be a shit mm-hmm. you know right yeah um and so teaching people as well hey we gotta we gotta stop working on stop comparing yourself yes. to other people mm-hmm. and this uh, whether they're in your daily life or whether it's this image that's out there as well yeah so i think that's back to my pinterest thing was what i was doing excessively okay and not like meaning to i just was like well i think this outfit's cute but is it ever gonna fit on my body and like then i have to change my body for this outfit which is so unrealistic right Mm -hmm. like I could change the clothes. Well, and then what another layer to this is products. Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. The consumerism of (laughs) shit. Fucking, it just irritates me and pisses me off. And because I'm, I want to be a minimalist at heart. Matt hasn't been on board with it. But like, just thinking like about clothes and sizes and like, I fucking I wear an extra large shirt and I don't think people would think that I wear an extra large shirt but that's what I feel comfortable in and that's mm-hmm. what I fit in right because I feel comfortable in it but because I I took me a while to not feel guilty about wearing large and extra larges which mm-hmm. why was I ever feeling guilty about that right I don't know and then different fucking Amber Crombie, they're telling me, oh, we got curvy girl pants. Get fucked. I've never fit in any one of your jeans. I couldn't get it past my knee. And then I wasn't cool because I couldn't wear you. So, Marisa's, thank you. Um, and then they outdid my hippie brand that I loved. Right. Well, and just as we're aging, too, right, and our body is changing, I think that that is... Well, and my favorite thing is the the waist, right? Like, we all know where your actual waist is. Seamstress will let us know that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, your waist is actually here. But, like, I'm so glad that jeans now go above the belly button or add <laughs> it because... But then I think back, like, I wore those other ones. Like, why did I only wear a zipper that was an inch long? Like, what? how could I even bend over it? And I think about that. And I'm like, oh, God. And I had to feel better because I wore a sweater that I bought last year. I will say I probably washed it and it shrunk. <laughs> That's my theory um, because I don't think I've changed from last year, but it didn't fit. So I just <laughs> threw it away because I didn't want to think about it anymore. Um, but yeah, I hate there's different brands, right? Different styles, mm-hmm. different sizes. Right. And measurement is uniform or universal, so I understand. Mm-hmm. But. Right. Yeah, Alex, and, our friend Alex, she loves girl clothing. Oh, yep. Have you heard of them at all? Mm-hmm. I don't have any of them, but they um, they don't go by size. They go oh. by name. Oh, okay. So they have a size. Like, it's a gen- like if you went to fit size, it would fit sure. between this. But it's like Monica's. Oh, nice. Or Jordan's or whatever else her name is. Yeah. Like, they have that, and that's what you order. Cool. I like so that. So I think it's a good thought. Well, but imagine, still, in reality, yeah. it's a fucking size. So <laughs> that's where I'm caught up on it. But if we have more movements of empowerment, right, uh, yeah. it's just going to hopefully get a little bit better and less likely for people to stay in this state of low self-esteem. 
Yeah. Or have more options to pull themselves out. Like, yeah. Well, when we were talking, like, low self-esteem, we've talked about a lot of weight and, like, size and that. But low self-esteem can come if your hair is thinning. Low self-esteem yep. can come if you don't make enough money. Like, mm -hmm. All of these things, I think, come down to comparing. Mm -hmm. And we also have to understand, like, our bodies are these, like, chemical, physiological, like, functionings and, like, shit we don't have control over, <laughs> even though we want to think that we do sometimes. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Well, and low self-esteem can really come in, and mental health can make you feel very low, yes. right? Like, so there's other reasons. Yes, we have definitely discussed the physical pieces yeah. of that um but there's definitely an emotional side to it like i don't feel good on the inside right yeah and so sometimes when we don't feel good on the in inside we're a we're exuding that we feel good on the outside right we're yes. trying to show that we feel this way in hopes that other people perceive it that way and then mm -hmm. that might fill your cup but what i'm going to tell you is it's not it's yeah. going to fill your cup and so i think a lot of people do that as well um so if i show this right I will then feel good on the inside, but it's really kind of working with your therapist um, to address what is going on on the inside and processing through yeah. that stuff too. And I think that's like when I talked about deep-seated, like <laughs> mm -hmm. when if anyone did that activity to mm -hmm. like find their neg three negative self-talks, I think that you're going to have to realize that like there are some layers to yep. those. Yeah. And, and uh, I think social media too is also can be harmful in that way of oftentimes people are projecting only the one yeah. side, right? Mm -hmm. The one side of things. Yeah. That things are perfect or they're great. And, mm -hmm. um, but the truth is, is, you know, there's lots of layers to it yeah. as well. But yep. mm -hmm. yeah. So I would say that's <laughs> our ginger turmeric tea time episode sure absolutely confidence and self-esteem yep so thank you <laughs> come again my yep. tea is gone so i know my nom is a good one also we all need to know i sweated this whole episode oh. because the tea was hot but that's what happens that's usually why i'm just wearing the robe you know i get a little room there but all right bye thank you we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and hope that you learned a few things. The importance of mental health issues continues to grow and we hope we shed some light on topics that are important to you while also fucking some shit up. <laughs> All right, let us know what topics you would want to learn more about and email us at teatimepsycho at gmail.com. Again, that's teatimepsycho at gmail.com. Thank, Thank you. you.